0: Hello and welcome to Property Mastermind Podcast with Hilary and Bob, episode 71. Today, talking about takeaways from our finance event we had last weekend in Sydney. It was an awesome event. We're going to cover off three takeaways from each of the amazing speakers that were on board that would be really useful for you. So our event was about finance. Jump on into the podcast and you will be sure to take away a nugget or two. Let's jump in. Hello and welcome to Property Mastermind Podcast with Hilary and Bob, episode 71. Today, talking about the takeaways from our finance event we had last weekend in Sydney. But before we get started, giving away a copy of uh, Million- uh, Property Millionaires Exposed, where Bob says go straight to page 121. If you'd like to win a copy of this, please. Um, just comment favorably on our YouTube channel or give us a a great rating on, on, on Apple. Remember to share this podcast too if you think somebody would like it. Just hit the share button and send it on to a friend. But anyway, today's winner is Chris Joseph. Now, I met Chris at the event in Sydney. So I said, Chris, we had a good chat. He said he's been tuning through the podcast. So many people are. So, Chris, as promised, this is in the post to you. Alrighty. So, Property Mastermind Podcast Seventy One with Bob and Hillary. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I did
1: pick that up when you did were did first you? it's normally with Hillary. What
0: are I mean, you doing? Well, I'm just test driving. Actually, I'm thinking most of the time it's both of us. And we started the podcast; it was going to be me more around more working with mindset and getting people to take action, more of a coaching style. But we soon realised that. A lot of people do want that and every now and then we throw one of those in and I put a spin on that in, in most of the podcasts and there certainly is one today as well. But I think the content people want are both, Bob. I think they mm-hmm. want development um, content and okay. I, I, you know, we get such good well, feedback. So You need
1: both to be successful. Yes. Uh, property development, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm no expert on mindset in all the places you go, so it's great – to, uh, that's what makes it such a, a great little team.
0: And, yeah, that's why they call us the Power Couple. It's so funny, we go places and people say that. It's, yeah. kind, of, uh, it's kind of nice. Oh, yeah. It's kind of nice. But anyway, we had a great event. Oh, recently. did we ever? Oh, it was very good. The information that's was great. It was very good. And just so you know, we don't do networking events all of the time. We only do them uh, occasionally. Yeah. And we won't be holding another one until next year. And so when we do one, um, we like to do it properly. Uh, and we do it well, and our content is great. And so, when we start talking about it next year, definitely try and come along because the feedback is excellent. But this time we talked, it was more around finance how to get finance, how to find investors, all sorts of things. And there were five speakers we all spoke uh, in, a, in a way around that yeah. somewhere. Hey, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, it it, it was a theme, but not absolutely all about that. No, that was I I probably spoke more about it than than anybody else. Mm. Uh, But look, bottom line is, if you're talking about property development, unless you've got an absolute mozza of money, you're going to need finance anyway. Yeah,
0: I suppose when we think about the the, um, Joe's... She talks about finance, creating, finding mm. money in different ways. And then Aaron and Jamie, they both did, but in a, in a different kind of way. So I suppose they yeah. didn't talk about it. And, and like yours is more the educational yeah. side. But of course,
1: both of those, both of those uh, developers use finance and creative finance, particularly, to do their projects. So mm. wasn't the, the core of their delivery. But no. um, it, it's better for this, really, because it keeps the whole thing interesting. Uh, yes. I, I tend to sort of narrow down focus at, at one of these uh, meetups, if you like, or whatever you want to call them, networking events on one particular area, but then other speakers can expand beyond that, which is great. It makes it more interesting for everybody, I think.
0: So today's podcast, we've put together three sort of takeaways from each person mm. that – so like – and there we be definite nuggets that will be useful moving forward. Yeah. And we're going to go through them. The first two, we're just going to sort of skim over. They were mine and Bob's. We've realised they can be full podcasts. So we yeah. because they, we're going to... We realise that when we're looking at
1: it. Let's Yeah, do that.
0: because we know they'll be really useful for people. Mm. But before we do get started again, oh, there's always something, isn't it? Oh, what's happening? You know what I'm like? There's always something Why'd I didn't forget? To... Oh, I didn't forget anything. No. I just remembered to remind people that we've got our three-day workshop. Oh, yes. In the Gold Coast on November five five, six, seven, and we've sort of said, if you've been thinking about property development and you want to do it next year, you need to get started now, it will be the best investment you can have on yourself, really, wouldn't it?
1: It's an essential investment if you're going to get involved in property development, you've got to get educated. In
0: that's, fact, that's one of the tips one of the people. Yeah, it is
1: one of them. Well, he, he knows, he's been yeah. through there now, yeah. He's, yeah. now, he's absolutely slamming it out in the property development world, mm. uh, but like everyone, you have to get educated, and the, the three-day workshop it's fantastic because there's just so much content, so much vital information in three days, but also, the, you know, just the whole buzz of the thing and, you know, we mm. often go out where well, we do, always go out as a big group. And uh, yeah, it's just a great way of meeting other people, really learning and condensed down to three, three solid days. You only have to take one day of work at the most.
0: That's the Monday. The Monday? I'm in, I'm in charge of making sure everyone has a good time so social socially convener. as well. You are the social yes. convener, I think they call people. Yes, like myself.
1: Yes, because like that's myself. kind of my my favorite.
0: That's where I excel. I just, I just rock up and do. I I do a bit of doing as well. You do but, lots of doing. But I'm definitely on the social <laughs> side. So yes, it would be great if you wanted to join us. Jump. Uh, we'll put a link below and mm. just inquire about um, more about it. But if you're thinking of 2023. Get off the fence like we said last week. You've got to get cracking now. Yes. Yeah. And it it is the feedback that we've had because most people go around, not most, but a lot of people do do a lot of courses. Our feedback is it is by far the best course. We've got many people say it on video. I spoke with somebody yesterday. He said he's listening to this as he's walking, so hi, Uh, Soonal. Yeah, he said, like,
1: there's another success story. Exactly. keep coming out
0: with them. Yeah, there's plenty of success stories, and we have people that just are nailing it so excuse the pun uh, my property development pun oh okay. nailing it get nailing up. it building construction but yeah it's yeah. pretty close well yeah i know, I know. Yeah, yeah. No. anyway so th- just if you are interested yep. make that decision and the best thing you can do is make a decision and it will be a game changer and a life changer
1: absolutely it has been for so many
0: it has mm. okay so bob let's get started with your three biggest takeaways we're just going to skim through yours and mine yeah. so number one for you is uh, what's happening in the finance market at the moment? Yeah, so I just
1: wanted to bring people up to date on on what's going on because it's a property development is a moving thing. It's a fluid thing, as we know. You know, there's always things happening in the in you know, microeconomics and macroeconomics. You know, things like interest rate rises. Uh, you know, construction costs. There's there's inflation. There's a whole heap of stuff happening out there, and and the,
0: finance, the media.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's a bit overblown there, but but um, you know, finance markets react to that, and banks and finances and that. So just a bit of a, an up to date on on things there. And and as you said before, uh, I'd, I'd like to make a whole podcast out of mm. you know, how to finance property development projects, really. Mm. And uh, I, we can do that. I saw, I talked a lot about non-banks, mm. the so-called non-banks. So we've got the, obviously everybody knows who the banks are. We've got the big four, and then we have got the other what we call second tier banks. Uh, And I talked a bit about those banks, but at the moment, uh, and I'll hear this from a few reliable sources, about 80% of all property development finance is not done through the banks at the moment because they have been pretty tight for a while. It's done through what we call the non-banks. And so I I spent a bit of time going through the way non-banks look at projects. They look at it differently from banks. Uh, and you know, come up with a conclusion, as we all know, that they, they tend to lend more money than banks normally do in terms of the size of the loan and look, the more money the financier lends you, the less you have to put in, which is a good thing. Uh, we talked about you know, the fact that there's, there's different uh, you know, interest rates involved, there's different fees involved and uh, just the way they structure their loans can be quite different, often you don't need pre-sales at all.
0: So. And Bob, the feedback from your talk was a bit of an eye-opener for people? Yeah. People were like, oh, you can do that. So that was really, it was yeah. very... I went into more depth than I
1: normally do on, mm. on that subject. Uh, and, and people yeah.
0: friend at me taking notes oh, and taking, taking photos, your slides and... Yeah,
1: because I, I came up with some of my thumb rules I use. Well, I believe it's a simple one for calculating the amount of equity you need to do a project because people come up all the time and say, oh, look, uh, I, I want to do three townhouses in this, in this for area. the podcast. I'm not (laughs) not giving away any
0: answers.
1: No. Uh, You know, is it a quick way of working out how much money I need to finance these things? And so we talked a bit about that. Yeah.
0: So the next thing, Bob, you talked about was the, so your number two takeaway or the number two thing was the finance stack. Yes,
1: yes. A lot of people are familiar with, you know, how finance basically works, Uh, particularly, you know, around investment properties and housing. You know, we have to have a deposit. The bank lends us the rest. You know, um, we have to have serviceability to prove we can pay the interest, I mean, everybody knows that. Mm. Uh, Then with property development, it's a little bit different. And I did talk about uh, how how there's basically two times that you have to finance the deal. It's First of all, when you buy the site Mm. and then later on after you get your approvals, there's a second type of finance and it's often a different type of finance, often with a different financier at the construction phase. Mm. And and so I, I went deeper on that because that's two levels of finance. Uh, but then I started to talk about other types of finance beyond that, things like mezzanine finance, for instance, which is another another form of debt financing uh, and the, the, in, in this what we call the finance stack. And typically, most people are familiar with the two types of finance that we use. Uh, and I added to that with another other two, which was uh, you know preferred equity
0: and mezzanine. Well, while we're on these finance me's finance a yeah. bit. it's not an acronym it's really what's the word for a shortening of a word it's not an acronym mm-hmm. It's no. just, just. What it is, anyway, but. we have just uh, launched uh, a level of MES Finance. So yeah. if you're interested in finding out more about opportunities we have available, email me, admin, like AD as an administration, not everyone gets my accent. So admin at au. Should I say what we're offering? Or just say if you're interested in learning about a second about a new opportunity that we have it's available. It's one of our projects. Yes. So what from time us? to time, we
1: open up our own property development projects. Uh, that, that people can invest in and, and learn because we teach the projects that we're doing ourselves to the investors who invest in them. So it's a, a way of... You know, and we
0: don't just say we do, we actually No, do. we actually do. Plenty right? of people say they do. They?
1: Ah, yeah, yeah. And, and this is a type of mezzanine finance. This particular project has two levels of finance. This is mezzanine finance and interest rate, very attractive. Very attractive. Well, I can tell you. Will it? Is it a secret? I don't think so. Let's call it 17% which is a heck of a good uh, interest rate. Uh,
0: When you're investing with a a, a man who's got 38 years of experience.
1: Yeah, well, that helps.
0: does. You can probably get 20% out there with a cowboy, but good luck with that. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. It's a lot of reasons why you want to go with one of our projects. But anyway, that's uh, – yeah, I talked a bit about, about that as well. But
0: and there's a few other bonuses in there, paying interest on the way through. There's a few yeah, other things. So yeah. anyway, if you're interested in this, wasn't, we went – I just bought. that up. It wasn't meant to be in there. No, it wasn't. <laughs> but anyway, to be hey, about finance. That, that will come up in my next – where I talk about what I talked about. You know, yeah. just seize the moment.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And, and then I just um, – it sort of expanded beyond that and talked about – Alternative methods, so, as I did, my, my whole talk was about, you know, finance in general, uh, the normal way of doing things. And then I introduced other types of finance, mm. in the finance stack and as mean preferred equity. And then a little bit, of course, about joint venture funding, which is a you know, typical which way. Was it, was it, this was number three, alternative
0: ways of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. financing. Like
1: joint, uh, yeah, with joint ventures. And Projects. We remember our last round of uh, networking, we specifically spoke about joint ventures. Mm. Here I just spoke a bit more about it as, as an alternative way of funding. Mm. Yep.
0: So that was Bob's three takeaways. Then I spoke, and I was talking about how to attract investors. Oh, that was a, that was popular. Yeah, like, it was very popular. You got mobbed after. For your property development, a little bit. that have been mobbed since too, yeah. if, you met, if your emails come in. How
1: often since? You know, how long is it since you've been mobbed? Oh,
0: I don't know. I don't know, Bob. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I
1: back, that... back when you were like doing ads and doing modelling and stuff. How long ago was
0: that? Modelling. I've actually been a hand model. Well, you nice hand. Yeah, and I have done infomercials. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Just having here. a crank, Back sorry. in the day. Wait. Okay. I, uh, I, I, uh,
1: sorry.
0: I don't get mobbed too often. No. I don't know, Bob. I've seen you at an event. Most people, like, it, there's a break at one of our events and you <laughs> definitely get mobbed. I usually come rushing up with a coffee or something so you can have something. Really? So my takeaway, uh, my three were, yeah. number one, People do business with people. Oh, that's it. You have to start creating relationships. And I think even we talked about this this morning, Mm. something came to you from an, oh, a past relationship with, you know, somebody somebody that Bob had done a development for or with or taught or something. Mm. Now this woman has a grown up son. He came to Bob at the event, which is pretty crazy. and. And more opportunities have come from that. So people do business with people and exactly. it's about creating relationships. And It's all about that. Don't we just talk about Connie all the time because she's a superstar at that. She, she'll be on this podcast one of these days if I can just get her here. Okay, okay. so the next one is uh, for the, what I talked about and, and I sort of spoke more about how to create those relationships and what you need to do to nurture relationships. Mm. The next one was we also do business we know, like, and trust. And so be Very that good. person. Be that person, be known, be somebody that people like, and be trustworthy. Mm. You break somebody's trust and you are gone, you're gone skis. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I often say, you know, when you're looking at, um, you know, investors, who mm. want to invest in your project, until until you have trust, it, it doesn't matter how good the deal is. It doesn't mm. matter what sort of margin the thing's showing or the profit. Uh, you want people to invest in your project. They have to trust you. Yeah. And not just trust, but it's, it's just critical, um, you know. I wouldn't invest with, if I didn't have trust in someone, I wouldn't care, you know, what profit was being made, supposedly, out of that project. I just wouldn't,
0: wouldn't, when wouldn't want to
1: go there. And, and most people are the same. Yeah. Yeah, you have to build trust.
0: And then the last thing I talked about was, like how to create relationships and around networking mm. and we go to networking events for what reason not necessarily all property networking events are a great place to find investors because often it's yeah. a lot of people looking for the same thing I'm not saying all but some mm. sometimes it's, but learn to network out of in every environment Mm. so I gave some tips on networking we talked about it and I think that the thing that I did very well and I've had people come back to me so so many and even during the event I gave them a number of people that they should talk to afterward which was useful and the last thing I said was excuse yourself when you're at a networking event it's okay to the say... The escape clause. Yeah, the escape clause, which is, hey, look, we are networking here, so do you mind if I move on to talk to somebody else?
1: And and, and then you can add to that if you want to. And that'll give you the opportunity That's... to go and network with somebody else, you know, other than getting stuck with me.
0: Because if you're not confident, I mean, it's different for you and I, Bob, it's, it's easier to, for us to, to speak to people with so to. at our own events. Yeah, exactly. So easy. Uh, but I think... The opportunity for people to realise, especially if you're not that great at networking, that it's okay to do that. That's why you are there. Yeah. And I remember Peter came up to me on Saturday. and He's like, "Oh my goodness, that was the best thing that I've ever heard." Because we often get caught with somebody because we feel like we're being yeah. rude if we move yeah. on. But it's networking, so you're being rude to yourself if you don't. Anyway, they were my mind- favourite. The other
1: person to lock them up.
0: No. That's, that's yes. my friends Yeah.
1: Yeah. That. That. That was. So well accepted. Mm. People did mob you after that.
0: That was yeah, fabulous. It was yeah. just fabulous around. Yeah, yeah. I spoke a and little and bit and around capital shared, raising shared and with
1: what you're doing at the moment in the, in the space of capital raising as well, dealing with investors. Man,
0: all yeah,
1: because
0: right. that's a that's a. That's, that's another a, podcast. Oh gosh, is it ever? <laughs> There's a few investors listening to this now. Yes. Hope you've been one of my nice ones. <laughs> well, they're all nice, but sometimes they're on hard work. But anyway, uh, let's talk about Joe Vidello. Oh, yes. I just spoke to Joe this morning. I said, "What would be the three biggest takeaways that you would like me to share on the podcast?" And I, I say her name wrong. Vidello, Vidello. That's it. I got it. I got it. Joe Vidello. So Joe. Vidello. Now, Vidello. Oh, Vidello. Okay, I'm sorry. I
1: double not e double lo Vidello. I did it for about first 12 months. She
0: said Benedict worry. Jensen gets it wrong as well. So actually, we're all going to Benedict Jensen's. You know why? It speaking. sounds like like a wine. A, Vidal, you know, Vidal is
1: the type of wine. Yes. A, and And that's why automatically, like, you know, we just being someone who doesn't want a glass of wine from time to time, I automatically just called her. I could have called it Shiraz or anything, you know, but I, I, I called to that and then I realised later, oh, it's Eli, not okay. you Yeah, you're still in that phase of.
0: I think it's my accent as well, little bit dodgy. Do yeah. Okay. So, uh, Joe. So Joe's a buyer's advocate, mm. and she also runs Property Women. Yeah. So we'll put some links to her information down the down below, and her three takeaways. Number one was don't be fearful and follow the masses. And mm. right now, Bob and I would say the same. Oh, the I same. Yeah, good tip there. Well, you know our feeling on that. The buying opportunities are good now with room to negotiate. So that was Joe's number one takeaway.
1: Mm. And we're seeing that in Sydney and in Melbourne through our students Mm. who are looking at sites that they looked at three months ago and and now the price is coming back to reality and they're now looking like they'll stack up when they didn't previously.
0: And even I chatted with Greg this morning. He's going back. Mm. He put an offer and it was rejected, but now it's being negotiated and, you know, who knows? Fingers crossed that we go ahead, but but that's exactly right. Yeah. The, the The vendor are um, feeling a little bit, yeah, a little not bit. quite so hard-nosed maybe. Yeah, I know, yeah. It yeah.
1: Was, was definitely that sort of market a little while ago.
0: Yes, definitely. So the second thing, Jo, her takeaway was, I'm going to read it, so I did print Mm -hmm. this out. Mm -hmm. Uh, To mitigate your outgoings, look at what else you can do with your existing portfolio. Look at ways to increase your yield, such as build a granny flat, renovate the place, uh, renovate place the property on short-term rental market, or look at co-living. When done well, these opportunities can increase your yield and improve your cash flow tremendously.
1: Yeah, well, Joe's great at that. Mm. I I call it value-adding, but I mean, it can be called anything you like. but, But sometimes, even adding an extra bedroom for the cost of a bedroom in some areas, where, let's say, from a three to a four or two to a three, that can add a lot to the rental and to the yield ultimately the value you know far more than what you what you spend and mm. uh, we we all know about renovating and you've got to choose your property as well uh and, and reno for increased rental or increased value uh, but yeah all those all those those little things uh granny flats of course uh, that's one she did speak about or secondary dwellings if you like mm.
0: there's been that law change in queensland too so mm. there's mm. another whole chat with yeah. her one day yeah. so yeah that, that was the, her second one and the third one was which which i don't know i'm going to question this one because i think bob has a crystal ball no one has a crystal ball 10 economists will give you 10 varied predictions on what is going to happen in the next 12 months this is joe's remember and mm. if you are in a good position to buy now is a good time i yeah. do agree with and look at land banking for future development
1: yeah well i'd say if you ask 10 economists you get 11 answers or maybe even 20, because often they're not sure and they hedge their bets two ways anyway, so mm.
0: well. It's a bit like that Apple phone and the weather.
1: <laughs> yeah, so off the weather on the app. It's about 50-50. 50-50 at best. Yeah. So, um, yeah, look, good point. No one absolutely knows what's going mm. on, but as I think I took a question off the floor in in that panel that we put together. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, sure, nobody absolutely knows, but you've got to follow the fundamentals People get too focused on one thing. People just get focused on, say, interest rates. But some of the best times I've ever had in real estate was where interest rates are way higher than they mm. are now. Mm. There's been great growth and opportunity. It's not just about interest rates. They're one of about six or seven... Uh, considerations, moving, well, yeah. ...considerations or moving parts as well. Um, and, yeah, look, uh, particularly in Sydney and Melbourne where we've seen more of a correction, which is obvious that was going to happen because they're, they're the ones that went up the most. Uh, and, and opportunities are now starting to come out and great time to buy particularly in property development because it's it's a you know a property development at the moment particularly because it's taking longer to build something it's often a two year sort of thing. Mm. You know, by the time you, you start to the time you finish, it could be two years. And so if you think we're moving into better times and, and, and I do, I think that it's just about found a floor, the bottom. Uh, you may not be selling your property for close to two years, mm. like 20 months, 18 months, 20 months, depending on what it is. I mean, if it was a little uh, subdivided block of land in half and build a house, obviously it'll, it'll be quicker. Mm. Uh, but, you know, something, you know, around, you know, maybe even some duplexes are, you know, taking 20 months. I mean, the ones we're involved in, like 20, 21, 22 months by the time you get through, And a lot of that's the build time.
0: Do you know, and just prior to the C word, I'm not going to say it out loud because I don't like that word, but I saw a lot of FISOs. It was hard to get. It was getting harder to get a margin. I did mm. see there was a lot more coming through. But I have noticed, and it, I, I can say today I have noticed, mm. it, two FISOs that I've seen this morning mm. that have excellent mar- like yeah. really healthy margins.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And mm. so, yeah, it's kind of very promising.
1: Yeah, so bearing the time lag involved, now is a good time.
0: Yeah. So they were they were Joe's three takeaways. Mm. Uh, next was Aaron who spoke, and Aaron's three takeaways were: there would always be hurdles, but not not much is insurmountable. Mm. So just keep at it.
1: Keep at it. Yep. Look for alternative ways. Like Aaron. Aaron hit a snag with evaluation um, post approval. Builder lined up. Contract sign, Setting up the finance. Got an absolute idiot of a valuer. They exist. Absolute idiot. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I'm quite. I'll, I know, I'll, I'll say it I'll, I'll, I'll to
0: his face. I mean, the, the story around that, I mean, when you hear what he did and where he got his oh, comparison from, it's
1: ridiculous. Comparables 20 kilometres away, wrong suburbs. Even when he tried to get a couple of comparables, he actually had the wrong property. Yeah. Um. So won't be going back to that Phil. Uh, anyway, then we went to a, a big organisation. Who's we harsh people? Oh, look, I, am, I am harsh on those people because they sort of people hold way too much power with finances.
0: Mm.
1: And they can they can cripple somebody. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah, cop it. Uh, that's the way it is. If you're listening, I don't think you will. Um, so we did the sensible thing. Uh, we went back. Uh, we looked at, uh, we looked, thought no, we'd let that financier go on that one, but we had an alternative financier which was identical in terms, interest rates, everything else. And, and then we went to uh, we, we chose a, a more a major type of uh, valuer, somebody who's actually been around, knew the values. We had a very good talk to the valuer first to make sure they were all clued up and on the side. Mm. Uh, they were obviously a sensible valuer, knew that they knew the market, uh, and so Aaron appointed them. And sure enough, uh, the right valuation came through the way, the, the correct one, the way it should have been.
0: So, where he says keep at it, that means just have mm. another look, go again. Yeah. Uh, the next, Aaron's number two, is keep your eye on the end game.
1: Mm. Yeah, and, and, and I suppose the end game being, you know, completion, settlement, bank bank the profit. Mm. Uh, everything you do is just a step along the way. And sometimes, it happened to me yesterday, I was, I don't know, you probably didn't hear, I was running up the stairs this afternoon trip uh, on the stairs. No, I didn't hear. Oh, that's all right. Was I home? Uh, I, I did call out, like, Ulch. I might have said something a little bit naughtier than Ulch, but anyway, hope. Yeah. No. Uh, but what I'm saying is, you know, I was. my, my end game was to get to the top of the stairs. Right. Uh, and I was about halfway up and I tripped. Well, that's property development. You know, there's mm-hmm. a few stairs you're going to trip on possibly. Mm. I mean, sometimes you just sort of sail up there, like I usually do, <laughs> t- t- without falling yeah, over. But sometimes you'll fall over twice. Um, yeah. And And... But the end game, you've got to keep... Like, like in that case, Aaron was referring to the fact that, yeah, a couple of stags there, mm. you know.
0: And there have been... Valuation's an important one to get right. And a lot of people probably listening, maybe the takeaway is, yeah, it thinks, there will be things on the way. Don't allow them to be something that's in the way. Yep. That's the takeaway there. His number three was... Due diligence, due diligence, it's hard to say, he said it three times. Due diligence, due diligence, due diligence, understand your numbers. Yeah,
1: very much so. Um, He's a stickler for it Um, and he keeps very close to the market. He keeps very close to the real estate agents that are in in his patch. Regularly, like every week he's talking to them, he understands what properties have sold, what properties are coming on the market, what properties, you know, maybe not going ahead, mm. thats yeah, like that. so, uh, and, and therefore his due diligence is accurate. We're talking with builders all the time, and hence the, the numbers. Mm. Flowing out of that due diligence, those conversations, conversations with builders, agents, everything like that, comes the right numbers.
0: Mm. Mm.
1: Uh, and yeah, that's that's, uh, that's definitely the way he works. It's the way anybody should work.
0: Yeah, good. These are these are great tips. The so next one is Jamie. Mm. So a little no, bit of background. Know, they were for Jamie happy. and Casey. Because right. we had a bit of a Q&A at the end and everyone wanted to talk to Dear yeah, Jamie and Casey. So Jamie and Casey uh, have gone through our mentoring program and um, so we got Jamie to well, really Bob asked Jamie questions that we thought people would like to know the answer to. He didn't just stand up and show a project, which he could have, uh, but he didn't. We just thought we'd do it a little bit mm. differently, mm. more around questions, not just around the actual to, to, to how-to to do, yeah. a little bit deeper. So Jamie's number one takeaway is know your numbers. And he, I asked him to actually send this to me. He said, uh, we do this by dissecting. Oh, so what Jamie did was... He's dissected his feasibility spreadsheet and created his own. So he has the proper property mastermind one, which is very extensive, but he yeah. and he has looked at a few others and then he's made his own. So yep. it, it's more around in his patch and
1: in the, the the model of project that he does. Yes. So it's obviously it's way less sophisticated than the property mastermind one, but it, it suits uh, Jamie has a particular type of product that he likes to do, and mm. he has a particular way that he likes to use investors in those products, mm. and so he's, he's customised an Excel spreadsheet, mm. which not everybody can do, uh, including me, um, yeah. to suit his, his model well. and the way he finances stuff, which is great, and, and I'm very familiar with that uh, because I talk to him regularly.
0: So. Uh, well, Jamie's gone, uh, Jamie in case, well, Jamie was working full time and he's gone to part time and he currently has five developments on the go. So it was about how these two, you know, manage to do that and what they do. Yeah. Jamie's number two, so that was the first thing. Remembering that Jamie is primarily developing in a different state from where he lives, from where
1: he lives, but he was raised in another state. So he is familiar from having grown up there and his yeah. mum being there. But still logistically he is still developing in
0: another state. Yes. His number two is know your strengths and work on them. So his advice is if you're a developing couple with a biz or with a business partner, work out which is your strength and have specific roles around that. Like Rob and I often say, uh, you know, so that way, sorry, that way you're you're more productive, and it's a le- it's a less stressful working environment, yeah, and that's right. being on. Mm. So as you see, Jamie's numbers and spreadsheets, Casey's selections, bill payments, working drawings and plans, etc. And you and I do this within this business. We I, stay in our I've own lane. I've seen it all the time
1: uh, with with people. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think Jenny and Richard, uh, a couple of went through the Mary program, very well. Jamie's. Very good at due diligence and, and the feasibilities and the numbers, and she'd love that. Mm. Richie could do that, but he was uh, very, very good at uh, relationships and, and talking to investors and that sort of thing. Because mm. sometimes a real analytical person can be can be very matter of fact. You know, I'm bridging over into personality types here, almost. Mm. You know, but someone who just is very short sticks to the point. Straight on the facts. They can sometimes feel a little bit unfriendly, a little bit cold to mm. somebody else who needs a little bit of nurturing mm. and relationship building. But then if that other, that other uh, half of the of the developing couple can supply that, they're better off in that role. Mm. And
0: it also reminded me of um, Spurrigans. Oh, yeah. They've come through the mentoring program as well. And they John go... Yeah, John and Taz, we'll talk about them again. And they've both transitioned, they've both got out of their job now. They're both in the, they're both developing. Mm. And they do that very well as well. They've got their own roles that they, um, they've career, that they, how they manage it. And, and I think that's exactly mm. right what Jamie's saying yep. here. It's less stressful when you do the thing you are good at. Yeah, yeah. Even someone said to me this morning, oh, so, Hillary, I say hello, I'll send through the viso for you to look at. I'm like, I can't fit visos into my day. That's where you send that one through to Bob. Yep. He'll check that out. It's not that like I can't, it's just that it doesn't it's best I don't. No, no,
1: it's it's the the line of demarcation.
0: Yes. I always say, Oh, it's above my pay grade. It
1: used to be an old union term, I think, what, many years ago. But
0: the line of demarcation. Yeah,
1: where somebody had a had a job yeah. and they didn't do part of someone else's job, you yes. know. Yes.
0: It's, it's demarcation I also think I'm going to add to that I think it's also, it, that's fluid as well mm, it's don't step to on toes I, I mean don't take on somebody else's role but sometimes you and I might get busier mm. and we, we do support the other person fully, I can oh, jump yeah. in and support you, you'll jump in and support me if something, if we need it because our roles, you know, they're so varied mm, mm. Um, but anyway that's great advice there from Jamie and yep. his third one, which is just, you know great and these are he just I've seen him this morning and he sent them straight through so thanks so much Jamie we're so going to get you on here maybe even next week who knows Um, Jamie and Casey the, the, the duo is another power couple another power couple they, did, they spoke so well too, didn't they? They
1: were so popular when we had the panel when we lined up all the speakers and people could ask questions off the floor. Everyone wanted to talk. To I, you. I felt a little bit neglected. <laughs> I think mine was so technical about finance. People said, "Okay, thanks, you've yeah, got that great," and then but wanted to know the like the warm fuzzy ring. Things you know, and, and that's
0: great. And just like I think intricate, intricate questions like how do you manage to, you know, re- recycle, uh, you know, take on another project, you know, how yeah. do you structure your finance, that sort of thing. Yeah, how do you develop
1: in, in another state? What are the mm. logistical problems? So, and that and,
0: and how do you fit it in when you're working? Yeah, and, yeah. all of that. Yeah, yeah. So the last one of Jamie's was, you have to do a course. Investing in your education will save you money long-term by not making many mistakes. Learn from someone experienced. Education is like an insurance policy to us. We we pay for our car and health insurance, so we mitigate mitigate financial risk if something goes wrong. We treat our developing education the same by doing Bob and Hilary's mentoring. The money we outlay is nothing compared to the savings we have made by not making critical mistakes on deals that may not work or are too risky read, we didn't read, ask him to read, say that no, yeah no, no, he just said that we yeah. asked for the three takeaways and they were his three
1: yeah i can remember killing a couple of deals straight off uh, well not days. straight off we dug deeper on the DD, but yeah in the, in for the,
0: jamie
1: with jamie yeah, yeah early in the piece that he and he said to me later he said oh, you know, without you, I probably would have gone ahead with those. Mm. And retrospect later on, he's realised what a bad mistake that would have been. Mm. Uh, so it's the old story, you know mm. the deal. The best deals you've ever done are the deals you never did. And I think it might have been Trump. Somebody said that once.
0: Yeah, let's say that again. The best deals you will ever do will be the ones that you never do.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, exactly. So I think it might have been Trump. Always to that effect, or something similar. There might have been investments.
0: Not deals for anyone. Yeah, you,
1: can, we know, you know what I
0: mean. You, you can sort of figure out what it means. Yeah, sometimes right. you're better off not doing something. And I even met a young couple on the weekend, and you know, when people have already purchased before they come to us because right. they think it's a, a good idea, or before they Done your course, which feedback, by the way, is that it's just epic. Mm-hmm. Um, I was even talking, I was talking to somebody yesterday and said they just only recommend yours and they've done everyone else's. And this is somebody who does a lot of property development. Yeah. So um, yeah. sometimes we're not the
1: first uh, course that people come to, but we're always the last.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, they always end up. No one goes but
1: anywhere else after
0: Yeah, no, because they don't. I don't. I don't. Maybe we just don't market as much. We've got to do get better at that. Maybe we there. should market more. Maybe we should. Mm-hmm. Okay, we were. <laughs> hey? Let's do that. But yeah, we we we've got lost now. Where, where do we go after that? Mm, I don't know. Uh, you. Would... I was talking, then yeah. And then we just yeah. So that yeah, the money you outlay will be the, the oh, best money. Ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. About investing yeah, yeah. In
1: yeah. yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You've got to invest in yourself. You've got to get it right. It's too important. It's too much. Too much involved. Oh, it's too much to lose. Mm.
0: Like, you don't want to lose a lot of money.
1: Right? But you do want to make it a lot of money, so you've got to do it
0: sensibly. Mm. And I think, I th- oh, I, we probably alluded to that last week on the whole get off the fence thing. We yeah. often get tie kickers, and they want one of the mm. cheapest calls. You know, we don't want to pay that much, and we yeah. want this discount, and that, and so it's like, oh, my God, you know how much money we're saving you and yeah. teaching you to make. It's yeah. just ridiculous that, yeah. you know, we I,
1: run a business. I, I feel like saying, I'll see you in two years if you're not bankrupt
0: by then. Yeah, or you'll just still be making that decision and sitting on the fence. fence Yeah, but anyway, they were our takeaways from from each of the Mm, speakers. What a great
1: event it was. It was great. And And the networking afterwards was
0: fantastic. Mm. So hopefully you've got something from that. We've put links to joe's information if you're looking for a vice agent if you want to contact her about anything that she had to say obviously we've got our three-day workshop coming up five six seven of november and we would love you to attend so if you are thinking of improving 2023 this is your opportunity you're looking for a sign this is your sign click on even if you need to have a conversation with me about it you're welcome to do so um, and just contact Edmund and And while menu. on the subject
1: of the workshop, yes, I was just going through the menu, and I need your help. Mm. The hotel sent over the menu, absolutely cracker menu. Yeah, we Wait.
0: supply like nice food and good
1: books. Yeah, nice food, all right? They're giving us a selection, and the hard part is we're going to have to choose. our morning teas, afternoon teas. There'll be a couple, you know. There'll be. A, a, still a very good spread. We'll, we'll
0: have to check but, on dietary requirements. Uh, trying to make up mind. That's why I need your help. Yum. we do that. I've got to get back to them today. Yes. Okay. Well, we hope you have got something from this yep. and uh, we've as usual had fun recording it for you and we will talk to you next week about, we don't know yet, what yet? Oh, it could
1: be some about what we just spoke about in depth perhaps. could be.
0: Alright everyone, we will catch you on episode 72. Bye for now. Right.